Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Green Pole Podcast. I'm Dan Crawford, and I'm joined by two of the Druitt family. Alan Druitt is here, and Druitt Junior. In fact, I need to, I need to uh, clarify. Al, how's it going, my son? Good, thanks, Dan. It's been a brilliant week. Um, Papa, I've been a bit poorly, a bit under the weather, but the memories of Saturday has cheered me up a bit, and looking forward to going back to the cottage on Saturday. Excellent, mate. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the memories of Saturday will live long in us, even when we're, you know, very disappointed by something. You can still look back and hear that Mancunian saying, smash him, Harry, as Adama (laughs) Traore runs past him. I don't know. How many times have you watched that video, Alan? Be honest. It's double figures. Is that it? I'm really disappointed in you. I thought you'd have watched it at least a thousand times by now. Freddie, how are you doing? Good. Good, good, good. Yeah. Now, tell me, obviously, it's been a long time since I went to school. I think it was in black and white when I went there. Um, At school, like, how has it been? No one's given you any grief for being a Fulham fan this week, are they? Because... Fulham were magnificent on Saturday. Am I correct? Yeah. That's it. That's it. It's very different from when I went to school as a Fulham fan. I mean, honestly. <laughs> right. Um, we need to start with something completely different. Now, I don't tend to listen to Manchester United press conferences, boys. <laughs> but this afternoon, I don't know. Eric Ten Hag was asked about a TikTok video and being an old man I had to like look up what TikTok was and then get someone to play it for me but apparently Fulham did a funny video set to music of Bruno Fernandes trying to shoot and then falling over and wanting a free kick because like Sasalukic was breathing on him and then when he didn't get the free kick, riding around in agony, and then when he realised that the ball could come back to him in a good position, he got up and sort of wanted the ball. And Fulham were like, oh, we're so glad he's okay." And they asked Mr Ten Hag, who may be feeling the pressure. It's just a, just a, an idea, Al. He may, might be feeling the pressure. But he said he didn't know anything about it. But if Fulham did it, it was a disgrace and they should apologise. I mean, what, what, like, I don't, I've only just figured out what all this is about, but Alan, Fulham shouldn't apologise because Bruno Fernandes does this every game. And he's a cheat, frankly. And I would say the same about any player. Now, I understand that football has become like, you know, about likes and exposure and funny videos, but Fulham should apologise. The Manchester United captain should apologise for A, trying to cheat, and B, trying to referee the game. Or have I got it completely backwards? Spot on, Dan Riven, you've just said. It's comical how the captain of one of the biggest clubs in world football is rolling around trying to con the ref at every opportunity for a free kick. And then he just goes down as if he's really injured all the time. There's no need for it. Uh, a fair play to Jeff Proust, if he was the one who'd done it. Um, don't, don't name him. Don't name him. The Surrey Reds <laughs> will be going mental. Well played, Jeffrey, by the way. Well played. 
Um, the, the, the thing is, the only way that stuff like that's going to stop is if you call them out on it. And I think we've done a brilliant thing today in not only winding winding up Man United, winding up their fans, but getting some exposure around just how much of a, a cheating little rat Bruno Fernandes is. He's, he's, he's just simply got to stop it, cut out of his game. The most annoying thing is he's actually a really, really good footballer when he's not rolling around faking yeah, He doesn't injury. need to do it. That, that, that's he doesn't thing. need to do right. it. Uh, and if he can get out of his game, and the problem is, if you're a Man United fan, you're looking at that going, well, our, the captain of our football club's doing this. What message does it send to not only the whole squad, but the fans itself? Well, you could argue that there's been some progress because the captain of Manchester United did once Kung Fu kick a Fulham fan at Selhurst Park. Um, so he's not doing that anymore. I'm referring to Eric Cantona, of course, back in the day. Yes. Um, uh, but I, I would say Andreas Pereira has sort of uh, feigned injury at times rolling around and he's been called out for it. Um, and I'm not a great fan of it. But uh, I, I did think it would, given all the things that are bedeviling Manchester United at the moment, a little TikTok video, you know, they should be sorting out like what Jim Ratcliffe is going to do, how they're going to get rid of the Glazers, you know, how they might defend properly or have a functioning midfield that doesn't allow Sasanukic, Harrison Reed, and Alex Awobi to charge through whenever they want. You'd think like that might be a focus of their like preparations because they only just squeaked past Forrest last night. And this thing of, oh, he's done really well to come back from a long term injury and, you know, he's seriously hurt by this tackle. I mean, you know. Fulham were quite magnanimous. I'd still be going on about what Maguire did to Sasalukic if it was uh, up to me, but it's not. Freddie, did you know? Have you seen this video, Freddie, that Fulham put out of like? Do you know the incident I'm talk- we're talking about, mate? No. No. Okay. Well, he's only just finished school, Dan. Oh, fair enough, mate. Like, like, <laughs> let him. You know, he rushed home to to do it. So, let's try a different question to. To Freddie, then um, we've had a few days to like reflect on like how good it was. Does it still feel really special that we won at Old Trafford, Freddie, or is it like you're ready for the next game now? How how does it feel for you? A few days on. Um, I don't really know to be honest. I just think that hopefully we can carry the carry the um away wins on. But the thing with Fulham, we can win against good teams and have a good game, but we can't win against bad teams. And it's also about being consistent, isn't it? You know, we've had a really good result. Can we follow it up now against Brighton and Hove Albion? Um, you know, what will be a tough match because even if Brighton aren't hitting the heights of... Uh, Last season, perhaps they're still a very good team. And try on another one. Um, first of all, Alan, big question for you, and uh, the answer is either yes or no. And really, there's only one answer Have you voted for Rodrigo Muniz yet? Silly question. How many times have you voted for Rodrigo Muniz? That's in double figures as well. You've got to vote (laughs) early and often, right? Because Rodrigo Muniz is up for winning Player of the Month, the Premier League Player of the Month for February, because he's been amazing. Freddie, how good has Rodrigo Muniz been in the last month? 
I'm pretty sure you've seen every game he's played in this last month. Like he's been good, hasn't he? Yes, well, now at least because he he used to not get he used to not be himself like right now mm. a few months ago. So now he's um like getting better. Look what happens. He can might he might win something. It's about confidence, isn't it? He looks really good. I mean, he was quite unlucky not to score a goal. I thought on uh, twice at least. The shot that hit the post was incredible, but especially the skill that came before it. And then, Alan, that header in uh, stoppage time, I thought that was in when he headed it before the yeah. second goal. He headed one yeah. from, from Castagna's cross, like about a minute before we scored. I thought that was in. Yeah. To be fair, if someone mm. would have said to you even six weeks ago that Mooney's would be up for Premier League Player of the Month, you'd have told them to turn their PlayStation off. <laughs> I think I'd have told them worse than that in fairness. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have told them to go and see your GP or something. <laughs> well, if you but, didn't get an appointment, good luck. Well, that's true. Um, but to be fair to him, he's he's now starting to, to come into his own. As Freddie said, he's he's playing with confidence now and he's found he's found his feet. And to be honest, I can't see how Brozier or when Jimenez returns gets a sniff again. Because if Munez keeps performing the way he has, not only will we have a very good number nine there, or number 19, I think he plays, mm-hmm. um, we're going to have problems in the summer trying to keep him. And again, <laughs> you go back a few months in the summer, we would have happily have got rid of him to make space for uh, another striker. But you know, while the times are good, keep them coming and hopefully you can bag a few on Saturday. Yeah, and remember everybody, you've got until Monday to vote for Rodrigo Muniz, PremierLeague.com. There's a link on the Fulham FC website. You can go to Hamian.com and vote for him as well. Tell your friends, tell your family, get all your devices, because he's up against like Foden, Joao Gomez, Pascal Gross. Uh, Rasmus Hoyland, Bakayo Saka, and Ollie Watkins. Like we need as many votes like as possible for Rodrigo because like I love that guy, man. Honestly, just for embarrassing Harry Maguire several times, he he deserves a special medal of like magnificence. But he need we need to get as many votes as possible and uh, keep voting, keep voting, keep voting. And I might tell you again on the next podcast that we do, if we ever get to a next podcast. Seems insane doing three podcasts in a week these days. Right. Um, And let's segue on then to the next game. Uh, Looking ahead to Brighton and Hove Albion on Saturday. Tasa Lukic uh, today talking to the club website, talking about having to carry it on, being so proud of Fulham's performance. And I thought it was striking that he talked about Fulham's performance rather than his own, which was magnificent. Um, Al, what are your sort of early thoughts about what we can do against Brighton, what we'll need to do? How confident are you going into Saturday's game at Craven Cottage? Well, confidence is obviously high after our second uh, league win, away win of the season. We do have a, a pretty good record, of, well, home and away against Brighton in the Premier League. So 
that's got to be a positive as well. You know, every every time we've played this season without Paulinho, we mentioned on the last podcast we've won. So hopefully that continues. But, you know, we're not going to go down, whisper it quietly, but we're only seven points off Europe. Oh, that's how I like uh, to hear it, mate. Get the passports out. So what well, this is it. Me and, <laughs> me and Freddie were actually talking about it this morning. Um, oh, no. Still, no. Don't drink We're only son. seven points off Europe. Steady now. But the thing is, you look at the next run of form, the fixtures, and there's there's games to be won. There is there is points to be won. So, yeah, but this is what I was talking up? about with Freddie, mate. Like, we win one game and suddenly we're going gangbusters towards the top of the table. Like, <laughs> let's just calm it. Let's just try and put together a second win. No, no, Dan, let's not calm it. Let's push for oh. this Europe, European well, place. Well, sure, like, I can't want to win as well. But, like, if we're going to get up there, we've got. I, I want to win the West London League, first of all, mate. Let's be clear. Right. Oh, that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's already happened. Well, I'm not sure about that. I mean, it is. Speaking into existence, Dan. It is entertaining to see the old bus stop sort of, um, well, sinking into the. Uh, what, what does a bus stop sink into? The pavement or the road? I don't know. Um, Ask Paddy Power. They, they're very good at puns. and uh, Other bookmakers are available. Let's just say yeah, that. Yeah, but you look, right. you look at the striker of Brentford. They, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did he have Maybe a bet on it? I know where you're going. I know where you're going. You get into <laughs> trouble for this kind of thing. There are children, there are literal children on this podcast. So let's let's uh, calm it down a little bit. Right, we seem to have gone way off piste here, as per <laughs> usual. Freddie, talk to me about Bright what you're feeling about the Brighton match. Brighton are a good team, aren't they? They're gonna give us a tough game, no? Uh well, if we played them a few weeks ago, maybe. Maybe we you know, maybe because they have been on good form, but I just think if we play like well, we can win. But is that because they're not really on good form? They're not their best selves, if you like. Mm. No, that's true. But so it's that word should, if. Go on, mate. We should win. Okay, well. So, Matoma's out now as well, though, for the rest of well, the season. Yeah, thanks for ruining my next bit, Al. Um, so, Fulham have never lost to Brighton in seven Premier League meetings. So, we know what's going to happen now. Um, Brighton have lost all five of their league away games in London this season. Um, and as you mentioned, Al, uh, Matoma is missing and James Milner and a, a few others. There's quite a few injury doubts for Brighton and they are having a bit of a rocky Wobble. run. Although, so um, they drew on... Saturday, didn't they? And Billy Gilmore got sent off for a tackle that was remarkably similar to Harry Maguire's, although we covered that in detail in the last podcast. They still sit seventh with 39 points from 26 games. And it's quite an achievement for Brighton to be to be seventh and uh, and still going, you know, experiencing that continental competition as well. Um, so I think regardless of the team that they put out, they'll be tough opposition. Now, Silver made six changes on Saturday, Al. And now I've got one of these questions. Do you change a winning team? And if so, what what changes would you make? I don't think you can change it, Dan, to be honest. 
you have to keep that same same eleven. They all played fantastically well at Old Trafford. And the only reason why you will change it is if there's an injury, a slight niggle here and there, but stick to the same eleven. I expect Willing to be back. I know he's training this week mm. uh, in that little clip where they spoke to the players about the man in the match. Um, he's back in training. Uh, I think he'd be on the bench. But you've got the luxury of the likes of Traore again coming on. Kearney, uh, Willian, if he's, I'm assuming he'll be in the squad. So we're looking good at the minute. And just touching on Brighton, they're a, they've been a, a joy to watch for the last few seasons. And a club that size deserve nothing but credit. Um, hopefully, you know, them lot, the other lot in SW6 can stop poaching their players and staff because they could be on, on to real, something big. So, yeah, I like Brighton. They're good for the Premier League. And if anyone wants a carbon copy on how to be a success in the Premier League, Brighton's the best team to look at. And it wasn't that long ago, you know, when you and I were um, were younger in our in our in our Fulham following careers, as it were, uh, Fulham and Brighton in the same division, going for promotion from the you know from the bottom third division the, from the third division to now. It's extraordinary, really, when you think about it. I remember Tony Lang scoring a winning penalty at Brighton in the FA Cup uh, tie replay down there. And, you know, for many years, they didn't have their own ground. They played all over the place. They couldn't have find a ground in Brighton. It needed a public inquiry. to So, so to see the Seagulls doing well. And I just want to touch on something. So a lot of connections between the clubs including Dan Freeman, Paul Watson, um, uh, Mickey Adams, Mickey Adams, of course, Bobby Zamora. Yeah. Bobby Zamora. Did you, have you heard this? uh, Apparently there are some people at the Fulham Football Club who think they can do a podcast. Have you heard about, have you heard this one with Bobby Zamora yet, Al? Yeah, they they try very well. I do like Ivan Berry. I think he's brilliant. (laughs) What you got against Felix, Uh, mate? What you got against my man Felix? He loves his cricket. Nothing. He, no, I, I like Felix. He probably, um, you know, he's been very supportive of the old Tammy and over the... He's not, but he's not come on this podcast. No, so, that's, why, that's the only reason why I've said I'm not too keen, because Ivan's come on. Yes, um, yes, yes. Check so, it out. Felix, when you're ready. Come on, Felix, mate. Come on, son. What's wrong with you? And then you? he can spill now, some secret. Well, you know, about a successful, funny and, you know, crazy... Did you see the video that he put out, by the way? Or Felix oh, on uh, on Saturday. It was Felix and oh, of him in a car or something. Was yeah, it? celebrating yeah. the uh, last minute winner. Well, I thought it was brilliant. I want to know why it wasn't at Old Trafford, man. Come on, like lack of effort like that is um, it's really infuriating. I have to say, but back to the point which I asked you about, which was Bobby Zamora. Like, um, he was good value on that. Did you listen to it? Yeah. Yeah, it was brilliant. Should... It was only forty-five yeah. minutes long. I watched the YouTube version. Oh, so and just listening to him talk about his experiences and his time at Fulham was brilliant. Um, it was quite interesting what he said about Martin Yo. I thought that sort of <laughs> raised a few eyebrows. I thought it was brilliant. Um, and he did give Ivan Berry a lot of stick, which is probably <laughs> probably Justified. worthy. Justified, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Just by the way, Bobby, because <laughs> I know you listen to these things. Yeah. But uh, the thing is. We're, we're... We'll have a link to I... all the articles we wrote at the time about how important Bobby Zamora was to Fulham's system because some people slagged him off, Al. 
I couldn't you believe know. it. He was brilliant in that first season. Yes, he didn't score enough goals, but that wasn't his role. No, and... his whole life, he, he bullied centre-halves, mate. Like, you know, and AJ was scoring the goals and he came into his own at a different period. But the point is, like, I love Bobby's forthrightness and much like um, when Dimitar Berbatov went on that programme, people get a different view. Everyone thinks they know each player and sometimes the uh, the true character of the player emerges afterwards if you'd have told yeah. me 10 years ago that tom kearney would be a pundit and be so engaging on the television he did i don't know if you saw it he did blackburn newcastle on the um soccer special whatever they call it for sky yeah on, he's done uh, a few on there now isn't he? he's pretty good you know it's not he's not just got a decent left peg i've got to say about the boy but anyway back in the day we were talking about the team for saturday and i didn't get to ask Frederick, so Freddie, are you keeping the same team like Alan for Saturday, or are you making any changes? What are you saying? Um, I think the same team, but if I had to make one change, mm-hmm. it would probably be Adama Traore. Okay, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Amanda again, um, running at the <laughs> uh, running at the defence. I mean, uh, it. it yeah, but I do think I worry about playing him too much because you know his hamstring could go pop again. Um, so I think we just need to bring him off the bench and and get him back to full fitness. But didn't he? Wasn't that a great run, Freddie, against Manchester United? I bet you enjoyed that that run all the way past loads of United players and tearing up a way. But he did really well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, on the way shoot, didn't he? Oh, hold up. Yeah, no, I talking, thought, mate. I thought, Don't be rude. Go on. I wanted, I wanted a, um, a Dama to score because um, he, I remember Alex Sabobi had two chances, mm. nearly the exact same chances, and he missed both. So I was like, uh, uh, what's going to happen here? <laughs> Last minute. <laughs> please score, please score. Yeah, but he saved it up for a lot of like. For for the best possible moment to score, because he knew that if we scored too early, we wouldn't win. Like he's an intelligent man, Alex Awobi. You should respect him, Freddie. Right. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah, that's right, mate. Right now we need to move on to. Uh, see, my my thing about the team is I'd like to find a way to get Kearney in there for this game, because Brighton will have a lot of the ball. That's how they like to play. And I'd like to find a way. I think we're a better team at home with Kenny in it dictating the play. And so I'd like to find a way to get Kenny in the team, but it might not be Who'd possible. Who'd you take out? Probably Reed. But okay. maybe, maybe Lukic. I don't think you can drop Lukic. No, I don't think you can. Like, he was I'm fantastic. Saying, he was my man in the match. On yeah, so I wouldn't drop Lukic, but Reed had that nasty eye injury. Even Harrison would admit it's not been his best season. And I think we just need a bit more go forward. And Kearney has the ability to keep the ball. He's a better passer and distributor of the ball than the ginger in the Aston. No, you know, no disrespect to that wonderful man. Um, because he has one to be would... the... Go on. Sorry, yeah. One thing I would say is that they're probably going to be tired. They did only play last night. Uh, uh, at Wolves, mm-hmm. which seemed to be a tough game for him. And yes, they do have a lot of the ball, so I'd probably see it slightly different. I'd probably play Lukic and Reed, shore it up, 
And then when they do get a bit tired, bring on Kearney after 60 minutes, play those delicate balls he likes to play, mm. take control of it, and either win the game from there or just hold on to a lead that we have. Well, we're not good at holding on to leads lately, are we? So, uh... Not very good at walking dogs, are we? Pardon? We wouldn't be very good at uh, walking dogs. Okay. No, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, interesting expression. Okay, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've got it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You've got it. Bloody hell, Dan. Only took it oh. 30 seconds. Oh, no, mate. Well, what can I say? I'm old. It's been a long day. <laughs> Fair point. I was up watching the cricket last night, obviously. Um, good to see Australia struggling on a green top. Um, now... We need to get some score predictions because we haven't done this for a while. Uh, Freddie, you're going first. What's your score prediction for Saturday, please? I think 2-1 for them. Okay. Alan, what are you saying? Mm, I think he stole my prediction. I'm going to go different. Yeah, okay. I'm going to go 3-1. What's Brian? Honestly, Dan. And before you say yours, I'd like to apologise to our Aussie listeners. Because you what? are quite critical of the Aussie cricket team. <laughs> so I would like to apologise. I know okay. we have a few Aussie listeners. So we do, but I take it in good heart. <laughs> I mean, you know, like... Wait for the ashes before you start slinging out sledges like that. Why not, mate? You've got to get them in early. You know. <laughs> uh, I was going for a 1-0. Like a boring 1-0. Like a nervy sort of... Um, I feel like we can nick it, but we might not. So that means what, a clean sheet. I know. I like. I feel quite. This is getting a bit. I feel that um, Calvin Bassey makes a real difference to the defence, and mm. uh, and Awobi obviously makes a difference. It feels like touch wood. We're starting to, you know, if we had a proper defensive midfield backup for Polina. Um, and we invested a little bit more, you know, just in squad players, we'd be in a really good position. Um, but, you know, in terms of growing the squad, my only worry with the squad going forward is that we're a little bit, um, we're still dependent on a lot of older statesmen um, going forward. But, I, you know, I should be in favour of that, given that I'm far too old to be doing this podcast with you all. Uh, right. Thank you very much to... Alan and Freddie, just a reminder of some of the other action that's taking place this weekend in case you need more Fulham. Obviously, Fulham against Brighton, Craven Cottage on Saturday should be a great match. I believe um, we've sold most of the tickets, although no doubt some of the touts will uh, hold on to theirs, Um, mostly around me. I can't think why nobody wants to sit around me during these matches. Um, the under-21s are in action against Reading uh, on Friday evening. That's at Motspur Park. You can get down there and watch that. Fulham's under-18s face Norwich at Motspur Park on Saturday at 12 o'clock. We'll have a full report on both of those matches over the weekend on hamien.com. And on Sunday, Fulham's women return to Motspur Park for a crucial league clash. Uh, it's on Sunday, the 10th of March. I'm sorry. That's the next league game against Salt Dean United. Sunday, the 10th of March, 2.30. Um, and I did want to just flag before we sign off that next Saturday, if you're not going to Wolverhampton Wanderers, uh, there will be a special tour of Craven Cottage with some of the players from the Fulham FC women's team and the opportunity to do the tour of the ground 
and see hold up uh, hold up some of the trophies, not all of the trophies because some of them don't belong to us, and go in uh, to the dressing rooms. If you haven't done the Craven Cottage Shore, it really is worth doing um, with Ed and the uh, and the team who are absolutely fantastic. Thank you to everyone who's been in touch, including all those people who hugged me outside Old Trafford and inside Old Trafford and in the general vicinity of Samat Busby Way. I've never felt so much affection for, for myself in my life. Uh, it was a wonderful day. Come on, you whites, and we'll speak to you soon.